الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وامر اهلك بالصلاه واصطبر عليها لا نسالك رزقا نحن نرزقك والعاقبه للتقوى صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاه عماد الدين من اقامها فقد اقام الدين ومن هدمها فقد هدم الدين او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters the month of rajab is one of the sacred months in the quran sharif allah taala speaks about the sacred months that minha arba'atun hurum allah taala says that there are 12 months in the year and out of those 12 months four months are sacred what does the word sacred mean most of us would be very familiar with the word sacred in our terms we sometimes refer to something as very holy or for example if it is laylatul qadr for example we say it's a very big night so when we talk about big night we refer to very sacred likewise the masjid the quran sharif the month of ramadan so many places are sacred many times are sacred so likewise the month of rajab is also sacred and allah taala has mentioned this in the quran sharif that this is a sacred time so one is that this has got some special virtue in this regard that allah taala has declared it as a among the sacred months because in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu explained that the four months which are sacred are zulqada zulhijja muharram and then rajab so obviously anything done in a sacred time will have greater value and then in this month of rajab it is famously known that it was in this month that the miraj the great miracle that rasulullah sallallahu was bestowed with that this miraj occurred in the month of rajab now while on the one hand this was among the greatest miracles that rasulullah sallallahu was blessed with that he physically went to the seven heavens and beyond in one portion of the night allah taala took him from makkah mukarramah to baitul maqdis to masjid aqsa and then from there to the seven heavens and beyond this all happened in his portion of the night this is a reality this is something that is established so that definitely took place but when it really took place there is difference of opinion among the historians from the time of the tabi'in in fact in the time of the sahaba also there wasn't any specific mention about this that when it exactly took place because there wasn't any recurring virtue meaning every year like we get for example laylatul qadr comes every year 
the 15th night of Shaban comes every year. So this Mi'raj, the journey of Mi'raj took place once in the life of Rasulullah physically. Then that particular incident did not recur. So nevertheless there wasn't any specified date that was recorded as this was the date. So there is much difference of opinion regarding when exactly it happened. But we are not going to get into that detail now. That is not something that is necessary for us also to get into that detail now. So while the date is not confirmed that when it happened, but one thing is confirmed that this happened on the night of Mi'raj. What is confirmed that it happened on the night of Mi'raj? It is the gift of Salah. That Allah Ta'ala blessed the Ummah with. The gift of Salah which Rasulullah was given as a gift and through him the Ummah was blessed with this gift of Salah. So the Mi'raj of Rasulullah took place physically once in his lifetime where Allah Ta'ala took him to the seven heavens and beyond and he was shown some very very fascinating things about the things that happen in that realm, in that space and place but what is for us every day the lesson of Mi'raj for us five times a day is the lesson of Salah unfortunately this is where we become very very lax Many people either don't perform the Salah at all. Many people perform some Salah and some don't perform other Salah. Fajr Salah becomes a big problem for many people. That's a very difficult thing to say that Fajr Salah becomes a problem for people. Salah is never a problem for anybody. But many people make it a problem for themselves. So this should never be the case. Such a great gift, the gift that came at the time of Mi'raj, when a person, a very respectable, very honorable person is invited, very high-ranking, very senior person, we invite such a person to our home, somebody who is a very senior personality. So now if the person was called, he was invited, and then we intend to give him a gift as well. That before he leaves, before he departs, this is the way that out of the honoring of the guest, when Nabi Wasallam would send off the delegations back when they would come, Nabi Wasallam would give them something as a gift also. So likewise, if somebody has invited some very senior personality and he wants to give him a gift, he will give him a gift that is of that kind of caliber. He won't give him something that doesn't suit him or is not appropriate for him or is not something that is like a very, very trivial thing. No, he'll give him something that has great importance, something with a lot of sentimental value. Such a time, people don't look for things that are very, perhaps, uh, something very expensive. It's actually sometimes things that money can't buy. They'll give them something of sentimental value. Why? Because a very important guest. So now, sentimental value, there's no price to it. For somebody, it's priceless. For somebody, they think nothing about it. They think it's useless. 
But for the person who has the sentiments with it, for him it's priceless. So here Allah Ta'ala invited Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of everybody. Allah Ta'ala created us, created the whole universe. And Allah Ta'ala has qudrat over everything. And Allah Ta'ala invited the most beloved of His entire creation to come to the seven heavens and beyond. Where no angel had also ever gone. To that point Rasulullah Sallallahu went. And now when he was returning, Allah Ta'ala gave him a gift. Can we imagine Allah Ta'ala giving a gift to his most beloved, Allah Ta'ala who is the creator of the entire universe, who has complete qudrat over everything, he created the vast heavens, the seas, Allah Ta'ala created all the mountains, Allah Ta'ala created all the wealth in the ground, whether it is the gold mines, the diamond mines, the silver, and all the various other gemstones, and whatever else, all the Allah Ta'ala created. So Allah Ta'ala is now going to be giving a gift. Allah Ta'ala is kudrat over everything. And Rasulullah himself on one occasion said, that I was offered, if I want, Allah Ta'ala would have made the mountain turn into gold, and it would follow me wherever I go. But I declined that. And I opted that rather one day I be given food to eat so that I may make sugar. And one day I might even stay hungry so that I may make sabr. So if this was something that was worthy of a gift to Rasulullah that the whole mountain of gold, can you imagine a whole mountain of gold? One small bar of gold will run into the, Allah knows best how many millions, maybe billions, I don't know. One bar of gold will be so many millions. What about one mountain of gold? But if that mountain of gold was worth anything in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, then perhaps that could have been also a gift that Nabi Islam could have been given. But that wasn't given. There was no material things given at such a time. What was given? The gift of Salah. This is what was given. And this was such a great gift that initially Allah Ta'ala gave Rasulullah Wasallam 50 Salah. They take this 50 Salah and go. Now there is a very detailed discussion about this in the Hadith Sharif, in Bukhari Sharif, Muslim Sharif, that when Rasulullah went up to the heavens, then on the different heavens, first sky, second sky, he met the various Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam. Somewhere he met Hazrat uh, Adam Ali Salatu Wasalam, then Hazrat Musa Ali Salatu Wasalam, Hazrat Harun Ali Salatu Wasalam, and in this way he met the various Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam. So when he had gone to the seven heavens and when he was returning when he came back with the 50 salah he met Musa alayhi salam again. Musa alayhi salam asked him what did Allah Ta'ala give you? Because now you've gone and Allah Ta'ala will give you a gift obviously. So what did Allah Ta'ala bless you? With Nabi Islam replied Allah Ta'ala gave me 50 salah. So this was a very great gift. But Musa wasalam was already somebody who had experience with an ummah. He had experience with Bani Israel. This was something which for Nabi Islam was the greatest gift. But out of concern for the ummah, that this ummah is so weak, 
Musa salam suggested that go back to Allah Ta'ala and ask for some reduction. Because your ummah is not going to be able to uphold this. The Sahaba, mashallah, they would have done it excellently. But we know what our condition is with five Sabah. This is what was the concern. That these people who will come later in time, what is going to be their situation? Would they fulfill this as required? He said, go to Allah Ta'ala and ask for some reduction. Nabi Islam returned and Allah Ta'ala reduced it by five. Again he comes, again he meets Musa Salam, again he says the same thing. Go and ask Allah Ta'ala for further reduction because your ummah is not going to keep up to this as required. And Nabi Islam keeps going back and forth until it comes down to five salah. And then Allah Ta'ala says that it was fifty, now it is five, but the reward will still remain of fifty. In other words, the one who completes and performs the five salah properly, for every day that he performed the full five salah, he will get the reward of having performed fifty salah. That is the grace of Allah Ta'ala, that is His mercy. But now this was the gift with which Rasulullah came from the occasion of Mi'raj. Now on this, as a remembrance of this occasion of Mi'raj, people gather, people start commemorating it in some way. People listen to the discussion about what happened on the occasion of Mi'raj how Rasulullah went, what he did, etc. MashaAllah, people get educated. But, as we said right at the beginning, to start off with, there is much difference of opinion regarding the exact date when Mi'raj took place. Whether it was even in the month of Rajab is not certain. Many of the view it happened in Rabiul Awal. Some of the view it happened in Rajab. There are some people who believe, some historians we are talking about, not of today's times. Hafiz ibn Hajar rahmatullahi the commentator of Bukhari Sharif, 18 volumes, that massive commentary of Bukhari Sharif, in there he has a detailed discussion about all these various different views about when did Mi'raj really occur. So, this difference right from the early ages, from the first century already, there was already this various views of when did Mi'raj really occur. Because it's not a recurring matter. So in any case, that is something which is a different issue altogether, that even the date is in, there's a difference of opinion regarding it, but this much is certain that it was on this occasion that this gift of Salah was given. So now in order to remember this and to commemorate it, people get together, then they hear the discussion about Mi'raj, etc. But then what a tragedy, what a tragedy, what a sheer tragedy, that after having spent one hour, one and a half hours, Allah knows how long, sometimes discussing about Mi'raj in detail. Very good, mashallah, whatever discussion takes place about deen, but without regarding something as specified to a certain time and certain place, if that was not established in sunnah in that manner. But nevertheless, the point that we are making is, people will spend a good amount of time discussing the Mi'raj, but the next day many don't end up waking up for Fajr. So now the whole discussion of Mi'raj took place, what we took out of it, what we are supposed to take, that gift of Mi'raj for Rasulullah was the greatest bounty of Allah Ta'ala, among the greatest bounties, that Allah Ta'ala took him to that position where no angel had even gone. So this was a tremendously great mu'jiza of Rasulullah But nobody of us is going to go to the heavens
our mi'raj is our salah. Nobody in dunya is going to now go visit the heavens and come. That when life goes, everybody is going to move in the akhirat. While in dunya, nobody is going to go ascend in the skies. But our mi'raj, this is something that's commonly stated in this manner, as-salatu mi'rajul mu'mineen. This is not a hadith sharif. It is a saying of a pious person. And the essence of the saying is very correct. That just as Rasulullah went on this physical mi'raj to the seven heavens and beyond, and that brought about such a great elevation in his position and status. That now this was made manifest to every creation, that beyond the angels also, where no angel could go, Rasulullah was taken. So he, his status became elevated tremendously with the mi'raj. Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with the highest position in the entire makhluk. This took it even further. So likewise, when we will be regular with our salah, we'll perform our salah on time, in the proper manner, this will elevate our position and status in the court of Allah Ta'ala. We will become closer to Allah Ta'ala. Now, unfortunately, what is our condition when it comes to salah? This great gift that Rasulullah was blessed with, which he brought back to the ummah, he shared this gift with the ummah. Allah Ta'ala gave it for the ummah. So now this gift that came in such a miraculous manner, all the other commands of deen, whether it was fasting, whether it was zakat, whether it was hajj, whether it was anything else, all these were done, or these commands came to Rasulullah while he was walking on the earth. While he was walking on earth, while he was on earth, the wahi came down, the revelation came, and the command of fasting came, the command of zakat came, the command of hajj came, the various other ahkam came. But salah, salah was so special that Rasulullah was specially invited and specially brought to the heavens and beyond. And there this was presented as a gift. Unfortunately, what is our condition when it comes to our salah? How much of importance do we show to our salah? Do we perform it on time? Do we perform it with the importance that should be given to salah? Do we give it due regard in terms of the performance in the sunnah manner, performing the salah calmly, reciting the Qur'an Sharif correctly? Unfortunately, sometimes some people, they make their salah in such a way, the person said, Allahu Akbar, and then before you know it, the person is already in ruku. They are trying to fathom now that what surah the person read. Okay, the shortest surah also, Minimum the person had to read Surah Fatiha and the shortest Surah Inna A'atina Kal Kawthar. So, though this is very fast, but maybe then too we'd say, okay, at least 45 seconds. This too is like very fast, super fast this is. 45 seconds, super fast. But nevertheless, we just say 45 seconds. But now you sometimes wonder, this person in 20 seconds flat, person is already gone into Ruku. What did she read? What did he read? Which surah they read? I don't know whether they got some other um, something that's now on another boost some turbocharged or whatever they turbocharged the salah also now that in 20 seconds flood the person one dakat is done another 20 seconds flood in 2 minutes time 4 akats are over now what kind of salah is that? Is that the salah that Allah Ta'ala is going to be pleased with? The person is reciting in a haphazard manner. 
then the ruku is done haphazardly, the sajda is done haphazardly, the standing posture after ruku, the qawma, hardly a person is even in the qawma, hasn't even come properly in qawma. Between the two sajdas, the sitting posture, the jalsa, sometimes is totally omitted, what the head barely came up a little bit and gone back into sajda. Such a salah, it's compulsory to repeat the salah, it's wajib to repeat the salah. So, this is the aspect that we have to concentrate on, we have to focus on, this great gift of Salah that Rasulullah was blessed with, this was the gift of Mi'raj. And in many ahadith, Rasulullah has highlighted the importance of Salah. In one hadith, Nabi has expressed it very, very clearly, that the first thing that the servants will be questioned about on the day of Qiyamah is his Salah. The first thing, can we imagine, top of the list, first thing the person will be questioned about is his Salah. If he is successful, then if the Salah is in order, if the Salah is in order, then he has succeeded and he has been saved. He will be successful and he will be saved. But if the salah is defective, wa in fasadat, faqad khaba wa khasira, then he has failed and he has lost out. Allah Taala save us from the failure of that day. Allah Taala make us successful on that day, and Allah Taala make us among those whose salah comes out in order on that day, so that we may succeed and be saved. So the first thing that is going to be questioned about on the day of Qiyamah is a person's salah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi as he was parting from dunya. He was now in the last moments of life in dunya. And now he was going to go into the new life of akhirat. But in this last moments of life in dunya, when he was now still speaking to the sahaba, can we imagine Rasulullah and he is parting from this dunya, what is seen that might have been, and the sahaba, what love they had for him. And Nabi Islam had such love for the sahaba as well. But now in this last moments of life in dunya, and Nabi Islam's parting words, his wasiyat. Now can you imagine at such a time that a person will say the thing that is closest to his heart, the thing that is most important to him, the thing that he is most concerned about, and this is what Rasulullah highlighted. As-salah wa ma malakat aymanukum. Your salah, be conscious and be careful about your salah, and be conscious and careful about how you treat your slaves. In our time and era, your servants, how you treat them? Do you respect them correctly? Or do you just uh, treat them anyhow? You treat them as if they are some subhuman, not doesn't have any kind of respect and dignity? No, that's not the way to go about things. That's very bad. We have to treat everybody with respect and dignity. And make dua for everybody's hidayat. Make an effort for everybody's hidayat also. Give da'wat of deen to everyone. But the lesson in this hadith sharif, Nabi Islam's parting words, be conscious about your salah, be careful about your salah, as-salah, wa ma malakat aymanukum. As-salah, wa ma malakat aymanukum. This was what he was saying while he was leaving dunya. And it's mentioned in the hadith sharif, in Ibn Majah sharif, the Nabi Salaam said it repeatedly, Fama Zala Yakuluha Hatta Ma Yufidu Bihali Sanuhu. That he continued saying it until his tongue could not say it anymore. Now when it was 
not possible to say it anymore. Then only he stopped. Now as the person's life, the ruh starts ebbing out, then the person now can't speak, etc. So that is the time, up to that last moment, Rasulullah was repeatedly saying this. So we cannot be casual about the salah, we have to check about our salah. We have to do a self-inspection. Check what within us, what is the quality of our salah? Are we performing all our salah on time, in good time? Not in the last moment of time, haphazardly, just rushing it and getting over with it. No, no, this is a very great gift of Allah Ta'ala. And in one hadith, Nabi Islam says, As-salatu imadu deen Salah is the pillar of deen. And like something, if that pillar is standing properly, then what is on that pillar will all be also safe. But if the pillar starts collapsing, then everything from top will fall also. So salah is the pillar of deen. And therefore Nabi Islam says, Man aqamaha faqad aqamad deen. The one who has kept up salah, he'll keep up deen. And man hadamaha faqad hadamad deen. The one who is who, who breaks down this pillar of salah, he'll break down the rest of deen. So we should also be very conscious, very careful about the salah and check within ourselves, check that we are performing our salah correctly and in this way, inshallah, we will be able to progress in dunya also because salah is the guarantee for the good of dunya also. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا La nas'aluka rizqa. You command yourself, your, your family people with salah, and you also perform your salah regularly, properly. La nas'aluka rizqa. Allah Ta'ala says, we don't ask you for any risk. We grant you risk. Nahnu naruzukuk. So, the salah is what we have to be very, very conscious about. This is what brings the good of dunya also. The risk, the doors of risk also open up. And the akhirat, the good of the akhirat as well. Therefore, we have to now Check within ourselves, let us surround, ponder over it. What is the quality of my salah? What am I going to do to improve it? How am I going to try and enhance my salah? Think about it. Create a, um, or some kind of friendship with someone, make an agreement with someone. When I'm performing my salah, you must look and watch, observe. Anything you see me doing that's not correct, then please inform me. And I will help you as well, both ways. So, we make this kind of agreement with somebody who is well acquainted with Salah and they know the Sunnats of Salah, etc. They should observe us sometimes, they should correct us, they should guide us and we can help others also. In this way, we will inshallah improve in our Salah and we will improve in what is the most important thing of all the A'mal that will be questioned about on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and Allah ta'ala enable us to better our Salah all the time May Allah Ta'ala become pleased with us. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد 
ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم واتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب